Welcome and namaste to the Golden Child Podcast, the podcast to help you to reconnect with your inner child to live the life you truly desire. And here's our awesome intro. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Today we have Nico again from the beautiful country of Georgia. Thank you, Nico, for coming to the Golden Child Podcast. Glad to be here. Glad to be with you and to the listeners of the podcast. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself through an inspiring story? Take us on a journey of what who Nico truly is. Well, I don't know if it's inspiring, but I will start with the inner child, which my sister, I remember, reminded me, you know, how I was and who I was when I was a child. So the, she reminded me that when we were children, she's younger than me, mm -hmm. uh, we used to go up on the roof of the building and uh, watch the clouds. So and I would tell her this story that... Uh, I am uh, the monkey king, the king of the army of the good. So that was, and I would be creating elaborate stories about the dark clouds and what they are and what's going on and how the army of good is coming and how I'm their king and such things. And then I think it somehow kind of stayed with me throughout the life. Uh, because I'll just give you uh, just a few moments, you know, as I was growing up, what, how did this uh, monkey, the uh, king of the good, <laughs> manifested, you know? So probably the next one would be when I was uh, chosen or I was in the process of being an exchange student to the United States of America for the last year of high school. So the story I told them was that I'm going there to uh, find what is America, you know, how, why is it so great? How are they managing to be such an amazing place? So I was again kind of going there to find this goodness and bring it back to somewhere maybe the, where there were more dark, there were lots of dark clouds, no? This was the moment of uh, fall of the Soviet Union after civil war, hunger, animosity, like horrible times. And um, I guess the next part was uh, that I kind of decided that, okay, now I'm gonna do it through business. Uh, and uh, I, again, as when I applied for scholarship, now my idea was, okay, politics is good, but now let's try doing things, no business, let's like create things. So I again, managed to get scholarship through this, you know, because I was uh, honestly and completely manifesting and transmitting that I'm go gonna there, go there to learn and to bring it back again to maybe wider, not only Georgia, but more post-Soviet bloc. And uh, maybe later, when I already went to Spain, uh, that was already when I started to connect more to uh, these emotions to something what is for me the inner child, you know, like to not only be results, like a transition from business, but 
let's think about people as well you know it's not only the results it's also what is our experience you know so how we live what is important to us what is important beyond producing material beyond producing safety to everyday experience for the family for the employees so I, that's probably one uh, view in different moments of my life who nico is who i am as a child and uh, somebody who's growing and uh, hit 45 years a few days ago wow congratulations very young i would say inspiring <laughs> entrepreneur uh why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about your cultural background because you said that mm. you're georgian but you also uh you lived in the states uh, you, you basically mm. did you do the mba in uh, in the states or in, in georgia in uh in the states i did high school okay then i did the bachelor's in bulgaria and i did master's mba in barcelona you see that's very interesting because basically it allowed you to have really a multicultural approach i would say develop a, a sensory acuity towards languages which by the way if i read the correctly you speak uh um spanish of course you speak uh, um russian bulgarian georgian english uh, what's the sixth language una mica de catalan uh, ah, catalan <laughs> That's beautiful. Okay. So that's a very, very inspiring stories for, you know, for our listeners. And uh, let me ask you this. Who were your three main mentors that you had? Were they from Georgia? Were they from Spain? Were they from America? If yes, could you share with them? And maybe, I don't know, also a mentor that you had that you don't follow anymore. And why yeah. did you decide to leave him or leave her? yeah so i love to learn i'm very curious so that means that i really love people who have something to give to teach so if i start listing everybody it's going to be a lot a lot but i will just uh, share a few which are more yeah. connected to my coaching and the where i'm at now so i have to mention my father my father is a teacher my father is somebody who people keep going to and referring when they have challenge when they want to learn to achieve something more uh, more so uh, father is there uh, probably next i will mention javier carpintero who was my first interaction with real coaching so he was on voluntary basis uh, given uh, to a group i was uh, at that moment very actively uh, training and uh, being yoga instructor so he came as a coach and was teaching me and the rest of the uh, yoga practitioners about coaching and uh, then i have to mention uh, ilar uh, rueda garcia who was actually the main person um, who transmitted to me what is coactive coaching so the style of coaching that i am uh, certified in professional practice and also promote here and uh, in terms of the mentors that i don't follow well i would probably uh, put them together not to say any names uh, people who were either gurus or said i'm not a guru but behaved like gurus you know people who kind of had this hour that i know 
and uh, people who were eager to uh, take kind of freedom or control or you know like being above let's say such things so yeah. these people i also i used to search for you know yeah, different if, countries uh, like the... like gods and stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like gods you can call them gods it's okay but if we're also god there then all is good but uh, just uh, i was looking i'm always love uh, experiences i love connecting i love bonding so i used to tr also i now as well i'm trusting per person so i trust i uh, give opportunity but then if i see that there is uh, i don't know dependence or such things like uh, then where I already lose my freedom to be myself, those people are kind of no longer my mentors, even though yeah. I value and I'm very grateful for the knowledge and experiences that I have received. If you could describe yourself and your business in one sentence, what would it be? So let's do it simple. <sighs> So for me, it's a unity of the heart and the mind. So basically my business, my practice is, you know, like explore here what's going on in your feelings, you know, what is uh, the gut, the intuition, what is real, what is pure. And probably that's the beginner child part. And also use your brain because people that I work with are smart, they're educated, they're knowledgeable. So just uh, my business is just uh, allowing both parts to be there, to be authentic and also use the head, you know, don't just allow the child to do the driving, you know, use yeah. your head. Use both. Drive. Absolutely, yeah. Both. Yeah, respect the child, but drive as an adult or something like that. Nice. Say it again, because uh, I, I this can be a good reel for Instagram. Say it again, like in a <laughs> okay. very inspired way. So I said initially, respect the child, but uh, give the uh, put the adult in the driver's seat. But it's more than respect. It's like love the child, be with the child. Like the, you know, like the child. I like it. Yes, yeah. But I was an adult. Respect the child, but drive as an adult. I like it. It's a beautiful, beautiful quote. Thank you for sharing. And uh, let me ask you also: In what language do you offer your coaching services? I think also in Georgian, because you're buying link on LinkedIn. And it's in Georgian, and also. I want to ask you how being an hyperpolyglot enhanced uh, your sensory acuity towards different cultures and ways of thinking. Yeah, so I offer coaching in all the languages I speak, except Catalan, because it's not that good. So I can say and can hear, but I don't. I don't speak proper grammatically proper Catalan, so I don't want to. Even though probably my Bulgarian is not also also not perfect, but when I speak or coach Bulgarians in their own language, they're so happy about it. Of so course, I do it, you of know? course. 
Yeah, and about uh, like just uh, knowing different languages, I think language is the culture to the big part. It's the, we think in words mostly, and we can, if we want to name a feeling, we name it in a word. So I just wanted to share, I have this list, it's around 180 words, and each word is an emotion. So. Uh, it's so much richness because, for example, in Georgians, I sometimes struggle to find words for certain emotions because they're not so often used in culture. So that ability maybe to go to different language, different culture allows me to bring something which is just unexpressible and even unperceivable in that language and uh, probably give some richness also it might create confusion but some confusion i think is acceptable when uh, the coaching space is about you know having different perspectives just taking meta view experimenting playing so i think that is the richness which uh, is out there and even if it's in me, it's uh, also I usually in coactive coaching, it's called the listen, listening in a state where I'm in that space, where I'm in the space, the client is that space and everything around us is in that space. So if I allow it to be, it's in the space and client is in the space, not everything happens with the words. That's what I want to say, even though Sometimes different languages allow something to be more clearly expressed and transmitted. Of course. Uh, one of the languages I studied, I would say, in a very deep way, of course, I, I lost it uh, you know, in this past two years, but I'll definitely get back to it, it was Arabic. And I was uh, uh, really impressed by the amount of words you know the vocabulary is so rich it's actually they actually compare arabic to basically a, a huge ocean and uh, when i talk to some you know arabic speakers because arabic speakers they don't uh, speak you know like more than standard arabic it's just a written language and they speak the dialect and unfortunately the dialect especially when when dealing with emotions is very poor i noticed and many of the you know the arab speakers they you know switch to french or english or another language because they found the lack of emotions or the emotional uh, words uh, to express their feelings and kind of reminds you what you said about you know georgian culture i don't know i was there was something missing and I said, okay, I'm going to bring it to somewhere else uh, to fill the gap. It, actually, the mission statement of Henry, the teacher, which is my business, is actually seek knowledge, even if it means going to China, which is, but when, uh, when you don't have something in your own country, when you don't have something where you live, take it somewhere where they invented, created or anything like that. That's such a beautiful understanding of globalization for me, what you just said. Like, that's the good part, yeah? The We're good. Yeah. allowed to be ourselves. It's culture, it's uh, amazing, it's riches, and we can, like, uh, give to each other, share with each other, rather than be, you know, this is it, you know? And I just want to share a concrete example. Usually, what I find it, so not uh, ideal is if I ask uh, maybe Georgian, how are you? And usually the answer is either Kargat, like, well, 
or or there is anger like oh so you know and so those are the two extremes and sometimes this cargat being good it's uh, not really good it's just yeah. okay i'm managing <laughs> it's under control that's what it sometimes means so then I, it's uh, kind of not so easy to ask you know no feelings feelings like give me what do you feel and uh, there is so little in the language and sometimes in the ability to it's a skill yeah so we develop i also developed it so there is so much possibilities in how we can feel and what the feelings can uh, transmit to us the information they can give and just realizing just feeling physically you know somatic of course it's big part of how i work and how i live and so many for so much information so many tools in there so yeah i think the i'm listening as you said somatic uh, and also mm. yoga is a psychosomatic experience and i think uh, probably the i wouldn't say the best but probably the most logical way is that to feel your body when you actually get in touch with your body and increase your proprioception i will say you become more aware of your surroundings not just of your body but also Mm. you you know learning new motor skills develops new uh, neural pathways inside your brain by challenging your neuroplasticities and neuroplasticities that way you think absolutely i just want to add two things so just it was more recent discovery that not feeling like numbness it's also feeling i'm like wow i can feel that i don't feel okay that gives me already ability to feel the void another thing i want to share is that the uh, the world we're experiencing it's all experienced within us you know <laughs> just all our some inputs come in but all we think that we are like touching thinking knowing it's just what's happening inside so yeah. you absolutely just going in there and paying attention how the surrounding is processed that's the fastest that's way power. to get to what power as well power joy sometimes it can be also despair or you know very sad but yeah for me that's also part of the life and experience and it's very welcome especially recently in my life i'm grateful for all the despair for all the fear for all the not knowing that's been going on sadness everything it's i'm also happy to <laughs> be able to allow myself to feel this and uh, allow others to you know feeling what they really feel yeah and about feeling why don't we connect to the fact of feeling especially you know the heart chakra by explaining our audience the difference between coactive watch the coactive coaching what you're doing and basically mm. other types of coaching perfect yeah so coactive coaching it's one of the first coaching schools came from harvard medical school was the first one which was accredited by international coaching federation and many in the coaching federation is directly from coactive and it came from actors, people who are actors. So it's so amazing. The actors have amazing tools. I guess that's why we admire so much the movie theater. I know I admire stand up as well. You know, this ability 
to play with the things which usually are not accessible or we don't even know about that you can kind of play feeling or something and then it creates different reality so that that's just to say in short core just more or less means uh, uh, feeling it's like if it's coactive it's like in yogic terms shiva and shakti you know it's uh, yeah. one is just perceiving and another is doing and big part of coactive is just to check uh, how aligned they are the feeling and doing that what uh, it's not either one or the other this is the unity of two now we're going to agya chakra you realize no when uh, it's called already beyond human part no beyond being human which has been empathetic which is respecting uh, our need for safety, for love, for freedom. Well, freedom, I guess this is already manifesting. Okay, I can, I have access to my feelings. I know what's going on inside and I can turn on my brain and decide how I manifest it. So for me, that's coactive. That's uh, coactive for me is knowing and respecting the values. Uh, being flexible but working on the life mission and uh, moving towards it and also staying human and allowing yourself to fail allowing yourself to you know do things that we're a culture that we don't allow failures anymore we're really it's so stigmatized when people you know fail they do mistakes they feel so bad because probably of inner child traumas and uh, they cannot go over it like i don't know they get stuck you know they're seventh chakra which is you know uh, blocked by attachment or you know you get uh, you know attached to things that you do and you you feel so bad you feel traumatized by that that people cannot mm. move from that because we we always say you know doing mistakes is so bad no doing mistakes is actually are the greatest gift that you can do like uh, enjoy the mistakes learn then <laughs> from the mistakes of course don't repeat the same mistakes one thousand times Try yeah, to adjust it's okay to doing. make mistakes. Yeah, you are good as you are. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I say it, but I myself catch myself judging, you know, if I plan and I don't get what I planned, I sometimes can become numb and it still happens. Doesn't matter how much I know, how much I work on it, it's still part. So yeah, we'll make mistakes. And who is there to judge what is mistake and what is right and wrong? No, I yeah. guess the earlier, of course, uh, it's good to have the opinion and listen. But the further we develop and evolve, you know, okay, if this is my goal, if these are my values, are they aligned? If not, it's something I did or I'm thinking not that aligned. Maybe it's not it, but I yeah. like to stay more away right and wrong and the success failure because it can become so relative once you start playing with it. No, it's uh, it's it's really hard to be authentic, especially in the world that we we are living right now. But I I, I truly believe that's why I created the Golden Shop podcast. That you know ultimately the golden child mm. is our uh, ultimate being our you know truest uh form of ourself and if we connect to that part uh truly amazing things uh will happen uh, let me ask let you something me, let me yeah. say something go before. for it go for it go you for say it. it's so hard but sometimes it's so easy <laughs> i mean we did it uh, together today no we just 
the one was authentic uh, we started being authentic so it was like all from this first instance so that's also i get the feedback when i do workshops with group of people and they're like wow and they often say how did you manage just from the people who don't know each other who come from different works of life who have had tough day i know tough past and uh, have some challenges just to be honest from the first instant so i think it's just modeling it's just allowing yourself to be and uh, sometimes if the space allows and people allow it just happens so let's not say it's so hard it can also be very easy. <laughs> That's I know. I yeah, it's a, a, a interesting dichotomy. It can be very hard. Uh, at the same time, mm. it can be very, very challenging if uh, you don't like yourself. If you hate yourself, it's really being yourself is one of the most terrible things to be. That's why you want to become someone you're not because you don't like who you are. So <laughs> that's why it can be both challenging and very, very easy. Uh, let me well, I like uh, there like that shame, if we allow shame instead of blame, that also opens up uh, ourselves to the parts of us which we don't like. So even in dislike, there is also good and very juicy space uh, yeah. on being authentic. So there are so much riches and possibilities. Let's just keep them in mind and let's not discard right away that if this, then that. Sometimes, mostly, yes. Statistically speaking, yes. But we're gonna we have access to such fine tools that can penetrate in the uh, places where maybe before we never thought possible. So let's just keep that in mind. Thank you for saying this. Uh, I want to ask you actually because I read your bio on LinkedIn. One of your passion is creating and nurturing common spaces centered around shared mission, such as leading a group for healthy mind, body, souls, etc. Mm. Why do you believe these spaces are important for both businesses and individuals seeking fulfillment and joy? Well, first of all, it's important for me because that's uh, how I manifest my values and my life mission and also my kind of superpower, which is bonding, which is like connecting, yeah, yeah. being together. We're so very similar is... to that in that. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here together. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We attracted each other. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, so, and also, uh, why for businesses, why for people? Because it's so easy to sometimes forget about it and to move away. And then instead of being together, doing something together, we're against each other or we feel like we're not safe, not respected, not given the freedom. So I think that uh, uh, connects just yeah. on the simplest, purest, childish way as well. And the having shared mission and values that connects also on the adult level, no? So that's okay. We're pure, we're honest, but uh, we're not just playing in the sand, no? We want to create something with our mind. So I think, uh, I mean, for me, like life mission and the company having a strategy, you know, and I love that from MBA, if there's a, there were some things that I loved and about the strategy, I really loved. It's like simple thing, which lets you decide like each simple decision this way or that way. Like if I'm about 
connection and authenticity, whatever decision I want to make, doesn't matter which chair I want to buy, I can still think, okay, for that, which chair, it's maybe not the best example, but it's always a reference point. It just makes uh, things simple, clear, and uh, you can even make them rational. So that's why these spaces are place where I can do what I want and be honest and also allow it to be in the space and to put it to good use to people, to business, to doing things, basically. No, I, I totally, totally agree with what you said. And uh, oh, by the way, I, I want to ask you something. What is your life mission or the mission statement <laughs> of the company that you're creating or your what's the ah. persona that you're creating? Yeah, so uh, the, it has different levels. Go for it. <laughs> Depends oh, let's start with the first for. one. Well, we're both into yoga. So this is like uh, basically what it's called uh, being conscious. You know, it's like just remembering, you know, I don't know, just being true to your belief, not to go into the details. So that's on top level. And my belief, it's all consciousness. It's all one. So just remembering that. So there is not these divisions are just for fun, just for enjoyment. So just remembering that that's the top level. That level down is um, purity and cleanliness. So it uh, externally I guess it manifests as respecting health. We talked about different levels of health, you know, so physical, emotional, social. So that's next level. And it's connected with planet, with the how we treat the planet, the nature, the being. So yeah. my mission and what I do, you know, I'm in nature. I try not to create extra garbage, such things avoid poison. So that's on the level down. And now directly what I'm doing right now, this is kind of step towards the higher mission. It's just being honest and using the mind. So okay. that the mission, it's like uh, listening and talking with uh, honesty and uh, with uh, freedom, I guess, intellectual freedom, just being able to talk, to communicate, to listen. Now, especially with the yogic part of you, I think being a yogi really helped you to develop a very strong mission, I would say purpose uh, of your mission. And uh, uh, let me ask you this, what are, if you could develop, uh, I would say, I'd say an algorithm, uh, what is the common pattern among the people that you coach? What are the top three main challenges that they are facing mm. uh, right now. By the way, we still have eight minutes, so I'm going to do this question and a, a last one about the inner child. Mm. Okay, so algorithm about uh, the three things. So for me, it's uh, usually people, my clients and where I am, which uh, have already kind of... Uh, uh, have provided the basics, the survival, the physical security, there is some, uh, you know, status, you know, acceptance, love. And so now there is uh, space for freedom to be authentic selves, you know. So for me, this challenge is to accept 
this interior longing, you know, to be free, to create, to just know what's going on, what is that I want, <laughs> that's the big thing, you know, and then what are the values, you know, where I'm not just crazily doing whatever I want, but I keep it, you know, uh, ethical, let's say in short. So that would be it, just discover the truth, uh, be aware how, what are the limits that I myself decide, and then, okay, how we can bring it and also allow others to have the same thing. So it's again about communicating, about being together, about supporting, about moving together, sometimes leading, you know, and sometimes just saying, I don't know, just being uh, humble or in business world, realistic. A lot of people they really have a hard time, don't you agree, saying, I don't know, because, you know, we're a culture where failures is not admitted and uh, everyone knows everything, but knows nothing. So, and uh, really find a really few people, I would say intelligent people that say, truly, I don't know right now. Let me think about it before actually saying something I don't, I don't truly know. And I think it's... uh, it's going that's to... why now the vulnerability it's one of the hot topics because that's yeah. the way how to connect how to lead how to get respect by being vulnerable and saying i don't know i failed that's the honesty that's the true connecting through the child as well not only through the adult which already has these uh, answers has heard yeah. a lot and maybe even is not absolutely not connected with what he's saying but just to show that hey I know you can depend on me, trust me, but then it for me creates alienation. Thank you for bringing it up. Wow. Uh, let so, me ask you one more thing. If your um, inner child was standing right beside you, what would you tell him? Maybe well, unknowing a part of your life where you were struggling with something. My inner child? That's oh. Child. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So yeah. if you are watching this on YouTube, it would be amazing. And uh, if uh, you're on Spotify, go on the YouTube channel so you can see actually Nico's inner child. <laughs> well, this is in an upset state, but there is also younger, more joyful. So. That's so cute. <laughs> well, so what so- would you say to him? Well, well, there's three things. Well, first of all, inner child is inside, so not standing by me, but is in me. <laughs> That's first thing. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I would say then four things. Inner child is inside. <laughs> and that uh, first is like, we are safe. You're safe. I'm here to protect you. Don't worry. You can trust me, uh, you're safe, physically protected, and I will care about your health, about your food, about your shelter, about your clothes. Second part is that I accept you, I love you, you know, you're, mm, <laughs> you're very lovable. And the third part, uh, you're free to manifest yourself to I'm there going to be and I am your intermediary to this adult world whenever it's needed so that you can live your life and be free to enjoy, to create and to go through things and just uh, be free. That's the third. So um, watch this for our viewers. 
from YouTube because this part is so emotional. It's so authentic. It's so genuine. I, I like it, Nico. Thank you so much for sharing. It's so, so damn powerful. And uh, and uh, I really had a lot of fun really uh, listening to your story, uh, hearing your story, your inspiring story. And uh, I'm pretty sure that our listeners uh, will definitely benefit from this amazing topic. Right now, we're going to wrap up because we have two more minutes left. Uh, I want to thank you, our viewers, listeners, for tuning in in the Golden Child Podcast to live the life they truly desire. And thank Nico from the bottom of my heart to come into a Golden Child Podcast and sharing this wonderful insights with us. Thank you, Nico. Thank you, Enrico, and thank you to the listeners whose energy is also giving us this possibility to be then <laughs> do this. Without this, it's just two people, it's small, and with all the people who are thinking about this, who are doing things in this direction, that's the uh, real manifestation, that's the real life. Thanks. You showed us your inner child, uh, you, you actually had the the chance to show the what was the king monkey monkey king during the episode <laughs> so, even more awesome uh, that's that's my inner child that's me i love it hey thank you nico so much thank you for our viewers and listeners have an amazing day peace and namaste Nikar.